Yo, yo, check this out. Check this out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. And, you know, our ladies from the South African football team are uh, working really hard to get towards the uh, World Cup. And there has been a lot of um, issues surfacing in the news. And it all really spiraled over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, right, Carl? Um, just over the weekend with the um, friendly match that they tried to play and ended up boycotting. Yes, indeed. Not the uh, greatest situation and not the greatest look uh, for Safa. But uh, this seems to be a theme. Uh, you know, pre-tournament, there always seems to be some sort of financial fight uh, with the mother body. Um, but I'm looking forward to hearing uh, someone unpack this for us. Speaking of, joining us on the line now is Chad Clates. Chad, good morning to you. Good morning, team. Morning to the listeners. Thanks so much for making time for us so early in the morning today to just help us unpack this conversation. Uh, Chad, so, you know, this is obviously clearly not going to be a new story. This has, uh, you know, only come to a head over this weekend as more information has come to light. But this has really been a battle between Safa and the Banyana Banyana side for, for years. Yeah, no, it's, it's obviously, you know, gone on for quite some time. I think, um, you know, it heightened when, when Banyana Banyana went all the way and won the women's AFCON last year. Uh, there were many calls for, you know, equal pay since the women's team, you know, outperforms the men's team on the international stage. And there were promises made that, you know, yes, equal pay is, is important. And Safa actually said, you know what, from, from now onwards, the men and the women will be paid equally. Yeah. Uh, that was obviously lip service because now we've seen the fight actually being taken uh, by the players to Safa and saying, you know what, it's the World Cup something the men haven't qualified for in over 13 years when we hosted it back in 2010. And the women have done it in back-to-back um, tournaments. So they're now putting their foot down and saying, you know what, we're not going to this World Cup unless we agree on the bonus structure, uh, which needs to be included into the contracts uh, that the players were given last week. Hey, Chad, it's uh, Carl Lewis here. I wanted to focus on the finance behind it. Now, FIFA obviously designates money for um, all 23 members of the squad, and I think it's 30,000 US dollars. Now, what is, where is the difference? Uh, what's the, what are the ladies asking for, and why aren't Safa budging? What's the actual so, story? That's correct. It's, it's $30,000, which amounts to about 570,000 rand per player. Uh, and in the association themselves get $1.56 million, which is about 30 million rand. So the fight of the players is that they were given contracts last week, Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they then, you know, obviously look through these contracts and their issues were that there's no amount stipulated in the contract. There's not even a section that says, uh, you know, remuneration or anything like that, which is obviously against the law. Yeah. I mean, labor laws say that once you are presented with an employment contract, uh, there must be a remuneration section within that contract. And the Banyana players have rightfully said, we're not going to play uh, friendly matches or anything unless we come to an agreement that our remuneration needs to be stated in there. And that $30,000 was actually negotiated by FIFPRO, uh, which is for all uh, you know, 23 members of every squad of the, the, the 32 teams at the World Cup. Yeah. And that is the minimum, that's the prescribed minimum from FIFA. Mm. Uh, but obviously... You know, the ladies are, are looking to get that amount guaranteed in their contract so that after the tournament, there's no fighting about uh, FIFA said we're going to get $30,000 and now you're giving us, you know, 50,000 rand or something like that. Okay. 
And then I was just wondering, what's Safa's position as it stands right now on Tuesday, the 4th of July? What's their position on this matter? Well, to be honest, we know what it is. It's that they are saying, yes, we're working around the clock, do what we can. But I'm sorry, I just don't see Lydia doing anything of value for that organization. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, so, so the mediation talks that took place at, at Sakani Stadium where those unsavory events unfolded on Sunday, uh, obviously everyone came to an agreement that you know a meeting needs to be had to continue these negotiations. And this morning at 8.30, um, the Minister of Sports, Arts and Culture, Zizi Kordwa, uh, we'll be having a virtual session with both SAFA uh, as well as the players. And SAFPU, the South African Football Players Union, is also going to be in there. Uh, but last night, interestingly, um, SAFA put out a, a damning statement uh, mm. criticizing SAFPU and, and how they've handled you know this whole negotiation process. Despite Sunday, uh, Panyaza Lesufi, the Gauteng Premier, uh, obviously you know creating some mediation uh, and and making sure the parties are, are at a cordial state. But uh, that's obviously been flipped uh, as of, I think, 10.30 p.m. last night mm. when Safa put out that statement, um, you know, going hard, guns, guns blazing at, at <laughs> Safpu, uh, who are meant to be representing the players in these negotiations. Where, where do we have to stand as a nation, to be honest? Because, you know, there's a part of this that we're, we're so tired of politicians and we're so tired of talks of more talks and, you know, sessions going to turn into meetings and meetings turning into conferences and conferences turning into more. And we're just so tired of that and we don't want to hear it anymore. But at the same time, we do understand the practicalities of the sort of name and brand of South Africa. Um, you know, we don't want to see these uh, these events happen. Where where do we place ourselves? Do we place ourselves on the side of Banyana Banyana? Is this a completely obvious black and white matter or is this a lot more grey and we, we do need to spend some time really drawing up our pros and cons list here look I think it's as simple because FIFA has said these are guaranteed amounts that, that need to go to the players yes the association needs income and, and they survive and thrive off you know income uh, which then covers the costs of, of actually taking Banyana to the World Cup uh, bringing them together for camp you know all logistical costs are take on uh, but there's there's a you know separate amount put aside for the association, uh, and if it wasn't for Banyana's performances on the field uh, at the Women's Afcon in Morocco last year, Safa wouldn't be getting any money at, at all, and Banyana wouldn't have to go to the World Cup. And if that's what Safa want, then they should make sure that you know they they sabotage their, their own team uh, so that they don't qualify for these tournaments, and then they'll see to their own financial state and, and how they you know bring in income. But the, the woman, the national team has, has obviously fully deserved uh, what's coming to them, uh, which has been guaranteed by FIFA. Uh, so it's just all in Safa's, you know, uh, court to, to actually uh, disperse this, these funds accordingly. Um, and whatever shortfalls they have, I think that's on them. Last night, yesterday actually, in fact, I was at Safa House where they announced a new sponsor for, for Bafana Bafana, yeah. uh, who are obviously nowhere on, on the international calendar uh, for the next three to four months at least. Uh, yet they're announcing sponsorships for a team that have only just qualified for uh, the, the, the men's AFCON in Ivory Coast next year um, because we had three teams in, in the group because one of the teams were disqualified by FIFA for government interference. So, you know, it's, it's not a good look on SAFA at, at all. Uh, and these guarantees are, are you know, just minimal uh, based on what FIFA has said. So whether they give added bonuses for the team, um, whether they, you know, perform and, and win matches, uh, that's an entirely different matter. But FIFA has said $30,000 minimum per player just for entering or making the, the final squad. 
So it's really no, you know, yeah. no negotiation that should yeah. be taking place. It yeah. should be just the $30,000 guaranteed. Yes, it's embarrassing. Honestly, 13 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Uh, joining us on the line, Chad Clayt, uh, Jono in sports uh, here at the SABC. Just telling us more about the relationship between Saf and Banyana Banyana. That's uh, really what has come to a head, I suppose, over this last weekend with uh, real matches being impacted and teams. But this has been an ongoing debacle and we're trying to understand what our position should be. And it does sound very heavily in the favor of the ladies uh, playing in Banyana Banyana. The power does sit in their hands. What can we physically do? What can we physically do as the average South African standing on street corners, what do we physically do to support our ladies? Look, I think it's it's simple. You know, social media is already, already you know, awash with uh, misleading information on, on, you know, trying to to cast a bad light on, on these players for putting their, their tools down. But it's really about equality. We all want it uh, in the workplace. We want, uh, you know, uh, a safe environment to work in. And this goes back to, you know, the boycott on Sunday. They just wanted a safe environment to work in. The Takane Stadium itself was not uh, uh, complied with uh, FIFA standards. And the PSL ruled it uh, un- unplayable uh, on two occasions over the past season for the Motsepe Foundation, which is the men's uh, second division. Uh, so for them to put their foot down and say, we're not playing on a, f- on a pitch that looks like that yeah. uh, was, was completely justified. And I think all we can do is just, you know, put pressure uh, on on SAFA leadership uh, as as the public because SAFA as as a whole as an association actually is a public uh, entity. So you know as members of the public we should be standing behind Banana Banana. They are representing us uh, on the world stage, uh, and our association is obviously you know on the wrong end uh, and trying to to destabilize their own camp. And it really is just self sabotage, uh, and it makes all of us as South Africa. Uh, South African citizens look bad as well uh, because our team is in disarray uh, just 24 hours before they meant to depart for, for Australia New Zealand, which is tomorrow. Chad, thank you very much for your time this morning. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful day. Cheers, Chad. Good conversation. I think it's so interesting. We definitely do need to be on the sides of Banyana Banyana. And South Africans, please, seriously, stop listening to politicians. Stop uh, believing the lies and the conversations on we're going to meet about it. A meeting has been scheduled. A formal investigation is underway. How are we still falling prey to believing these conversations? It's all delay tactics. It's all rubbish. This is in writing. It's already had a conversation about it. These ladies deserve their money and they really are a much better team than Bafana Bafana anyway and are better representatives of the country. They're better sports people. They're, you know, uh, you know, they deserve more than what the men are getting and just to get their basics needs not met. You need to be on the side of Banyana Banyana. If you're not, you're going to be on my bad side. It's all you need.